0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to your latest Blood Red podcast with myself, Andy Kelly. Um, and today I am not joined uh, by our full time Liverpool reporter, both home and away, James Pearce. We've given them a well earned uh, day off after his long trip back from Brighton. But another man who was in Brighton is with me. It's Christian Walsh. Hi, Christian. Hello, Andy. And also joined by our Echo Digital Guru, Joe Rimmer. <laughs> you right, Joe? Hi, Andy. You okay? Well listen, uh, a good weekend for Liverpool to look back upon and uh, Christian we'll start with you um, you were down at the Amex on Saturday for a thoroughly um, acceptable and maybe even more than that result uh, we'd certainly take a win there and you'd certainly take a 5-1 how was your day? It was
1: It was uh, the most surprising thing because I think on the the uh, the previous pod I think I said it'd be 1-0 either way so it was They nice. don't
0: concede many down there, they do really they? They really
1: don't, and that's where the surprise came from, I think Because I think the first half hour, it was very much a game of nothing really happened uh, There was a couple of chances, a couple of glimpses of goal for me, you know. But in general, nothing really happened It seemed a bit of a, a feeling-out process And then, what Liverpool have got is uh, is the ability to change the game in a blink of an eye And they did that with two goals in, what, 90 seconds to 120 seconds first one's from a set-piece And... Um, you know that's surprising in itself. Maybe shouldn't be anymore because they're getting they're a fair few from set pieces now. And the thing with, with Liverpool, when the attack's in this sort of form, they go one nil up. And Brighton, you could immediately see they seized up. They were thinking, "This is a worry. This, this is a worry. Don't make a mistake. Don't give any spaces. Don't give any." And before they've had a the chance to recompose themselves, it's two nil. It's really impressive by Liverpool that force in general. I wouldn't say Liverpool rode the luck, but similarly to the game uh, at Stoke, you know, the, the little moments there, weren't the where you thought, oh, that that, that a bit a bit hairy there and it could have been a lot closer than it ended up but that being said, don't think the score line flash at Liverpool because ultimately I think Liverpool won you know, obviously they are a the top six side, they're one of the best sides in the Premier League. Um, they're probably second on current form in terms of performances. You could even argue the best of the Man City at the moment on current performances. But yeah, I'm Brighton, a you know newly promoted side. So, I think five-one didn't flatter them. I don't think it was a five-one game, if that makes sense. But the golfing class between the two teams was reflected by the scoreline in the end. Joe, the um,
0: the Christian's talking there about there were key moments in the yeah. game that went Liverpool's way. At one-nil, they have a they have a strong chance through Murray, wasn't it? Uh, I think had most of their chances, and Liverpool um, and Liverpool go straight down the other end and make it two-nil. And also at two nil, they have a big chance, yeah. and Liverpool go straight down the other end and make it three nil. And the, at the moment, those little key moments in games, just like at Stoke, have are going Liverpool's way a little bit. In contrast, perhaps I think to early in the season where every little thing that sort of you felt could go wrong did go wrong.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I think Liverpool are punishing teams, aren't they? They're more ruthless now. So you're saying those chances? Did the Murray one? Come before the opener. That was on his left foot, the one where he, he hits it over that the bar. That was a nil-nil. Yeah, that was a 0 and then Liverpool punished them, didn't they? And, and yeah, the one where Mignolet saves it, and it was just the mo- most impressive counter attack I've seen in a long time from Liverpool. Three or four passes, and they were up the field, and with so much pace and a great finish from Firmino. So I think what's impressive is the way that Liverpool are punishing teams, and and in those you see those key moments, and like Christian said, these hairy moments that you think they're just about getting away with but then they're making things even worse by going up the other end and scoring a goal. And, um, I've been really impressed with them as of late and I think I was surprised by the amount of negativity after the Chelsea result. And, um, I always thought that looking at that result, the next couple of results will would would put that into context and I think Liverpool going and winning the next two games has made that look like a really impressive point. And, um, they head into the Derby into really good form so you expect a few hairy moments against Everton if Liverpool can punish them the same way it's exactly the sort of thing you want to see from a, a team
1: chasing a top four place I think that that's the difference between now and the start of the season, yeah. you think maybe a game against Burnley. I'd I'd liken it to that game in a way. I know it's a different uh Burnley obviously doing very well in the games at Anfield, but they've had a very quiet opening period and then you know, there's been a hairy moment where the ball's been launched in, Trent's been beaten to the ball and their players put it into the back of the net, instead of you know, that could have gone wide, it could have been mm-hmm. saved, it's just gone in. Now, Liverpool went down the other end and scored, and for the rest of the game, just tried to batten down the door but couldn't do it. Here, they've sort of had that little let off with, with Murray, gone down, and then they've made the count. With, with they're the, the, the looking more ruthless in front yeah. of goal now, they've made the count. Uh, I know they weren't exactly ruthless against Stoke, but when it mattered, when it was at 1 0, and then when the ball comes to Salah with 13 minutes to go, or however long it was left. You made a count with a brilliant volley. Soon after, again made the count. I think that's the difference at the moment. Liverpool are sort of getting away with the defensive indiscretions. They're not major ones. They're, they're, every team has them. You know, it's not like the, the it's not like a Tottenham away meltdown, but they're getting away with those little indiscretions, and then they're making sure that they make that count, and they don't live to regret it. By going down the other end and scoring, that's the difference between now and the start of the season. Joe, sure,
0: we can't we can't have too many of these defensive indiscretions. No, no. But if there was a game where perhaps you could forgive a few, it might be this one yeah, because yeah. Um, the team sheet was interesting, and then when the lineup was sort of emerged on yeah. the pitch, um, it was ve- it was very interesting to the point of. I think if we'd all known he was playing that the night before, we might have had a yeah. might have had a restless night. I yeah, certainly would yeah, have. Yeah, oh, and there's no point second guessing now because, you know, if if it had gone wrong, we'd all have been sat here. You know, what's he playing three at the back? With, I mean, Ginny Wijnaldum has gradually moved. He'll be playing in goal next because he's gradually <laughs> since we bought him. He went from being, you know, virtually he can play. He That's can virtually ten, play as yeah. a ten. Then he came back into attacking, sort of attacking midfielder on the sides. Then he's become more of a sort of almost like, you know, hard man in midfield, <laughs> solid. And now he's at centre-back. Um, what did you think of this whole three-at-the-back business?
2: As you say, I think I think against a better side, they probably would have been punished for playing that. But I think Klopp's looked at that game and probably thought, well, look, they're playing Brighton. They're going to dominate possession. And Wayne Adams one not the sort of player that, if you're in possession, he's a good player to have. So he can play in that role and, and sort of keep things ticking over. But yeah, I think if they'd have come under more pressure, uh wouldn't I like to um, I wouldn't like to think about him playing against a top sort of eight side in that role. But yeah, I mean I, by the sounds of things they've got this illness, um, in the squad. I don't know I don't know how bad it is. Hopefully it's not too bad. But it sounds like his hands were tied a little bit. Because Clavon was on the bench mm. but he clearly didn't feel like he he must have been well enough to, to start. So, um yeah, I, th- I think you can get away with it against teams like Brighton but yeah, I think that will be a one and done and we'll see things go
1: yeah, on I, th- I think Clavin was very much break glass in case yeah, of emergency yeah, wasn't yeah. he in yeah. terms of Gini Wijnaldum's head explodes because he's never played this position yeah. before in his life quick let's make a change what interests me about that is it shows you the, the, the importance Klopp now puts on systems because to me it, it seems obvious that he's looked at he's looked at Brighton he's analysed them in his you know, analysis team I've looked at Brighton and they've decided three of the backs the way to go. The problem there is that they've actually only got one fifth centre-back. Yeah, yeah. But despite that, and he could have easily then said, OK, well, what we'll do is we'll have Lovren and we'll just play channels as a makeshift centre-back. What else can we do? 4-3-3 or whatnot. He's stuck with that system and he's just sort of said, "Right, OK, this is what we'll do then. We'll, we'll keep with that system. We'll have faith in the system and that the individuals can carry out what I want from that system which is really impressive when you think about it because a lot of other managers would have just said okay 4-3-3 three, three. we'll go back to what we know best he's stuck with you know he's stuck kept faith with his analysis he's not yeah. been as
2: rigid this year with formations no. as he last year it was very much a 4-3-3 three, three was liverpool's preferred formation but we've seen him change things at west ham going 4-4-2 four, four, yes, uh, sorry saturday with the three at the back so it feels like Perhaps it's the personality he's got now and the signs he's made in the summer but it feels like he's got more options now to change things a little bit and perhaps that's why Liverpool are more ruthless because they're, they're, they're playing in different ways now and not sort of being forced and other teams aren't prepared for them playing in that 4-3-3. Yeah,
0: we, we have to give him credit as well, don't we, for cause Joe, you back to the Chelsea game where he made five changes mm-hmm. and there was a lot of people uh, no, in, taking in sort of just in isolation that Chelsea decision you can still question whether you know, Mane should have been on the pitch or whatever but what we can't question is that he's got a group Christian of players who are, who look sharp at the moment and look fresh and with plenty more games coming up um, there's every chance that he'll be able to keep mixing it up in his own words as he suggested that he would
1: do I couldn't believe it I'm looking at the What's happened since the Tottenham game, and there's been six games already since that Tottenham game. It feels like it's been so so fewer. but I think that's again to, as you said, to Yakin's credit, because it doesn't. When when Liverpool hit this slog, I think it was in January last season, wasn't it? And it was ten games in a very very short space of time. If it, it was such a war of attrition, it just felt like yeah. the, like a lot of people were on the last legs. Obviously, Manny was over in the, the African Nations players were looking tired, and it was just a case of just plodding through and getting it. You know, this is the part of the season when you look at the fixture list where you'd expect teams and Man City starting to do it a little bit, you know, just not not necessarily tired, but just try and conserve energy and, you know, keep keep your, your your best performance perhaps for the bigger games. You know, I think we'll see a much different City side against United, for example. With Liverpool, yeah, they just seem to be getting stronger and stronger. It doesn't feel like they've been doing that Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday schedule for for the past three, four weeks and it's it's really impressive when you think about you know, you got them back the Brighton game there. Mane didn't get on. So he's he's well rested again. I mean I was surprised he didn't start but Mane is re- well rested again. Daniel Sturridge of course didn't didn't get on. He hasn't had any minutes since the Chelsea game I believe. Uh, yeah he didn't get on against Stoke either. Dominic Solanke now who's an option. You've got Adam Lallana who's gonna be coming back from injury at some point soon and it might take him a while to to get back up and running. Joe Gomez when he's back, he will you know he might have be been in bed, you know, with, with a cup of cocoa or whatever, but he's he's he'll be well rested after missing the Brighton game as well. You've got Clara. It's just a, a remarkable strength in depth for oxlade Shane. We've only got a couple of minutes as well. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: can I mention can I add to that list, we now have a left back who has played for the first time in well, left oh, yeah. wing back as it was. Uh, I mean we said in the pod last week. Um, obviously, it was pretty tough to uh, predict Klopp's lineup. Given he went with that lineup, but one thing we did suggest was Andy Robertson had to play, um, and probably Trent down the other side to give give him that that sort of pace that can cause problems. We saw some good balls in from Trent, didn't, uh, from reading Doilies. I think he had some difficulties in the second half, Trent, but certainly some good balls in in the first half. And Robertson on the other side seemed to. It was just great to see him. In the team and involved for me, Joe. I'm mean, not saying he did anything particularly sparkling, but he d- he didn't do too bad. Yeah, what... well,
2: he's, he's a, Klopp's talked about him getting used to Liverpool's style. And early in the season, when he played against Burnley, he put a lot of crosses in, and, and a lot of us were, were sort of looking at those crosses, saying, "Oh, really dangerous." But perhaps that's just not it's not the way Liverpool play. Is that they don't sling crosses in from out wide, and I think maybe perhaps that's what Klopp was talking about when he was saying he needs to get used to the way Liverpool play and perhaps just combining with players a little bit better rather than slinging crosses in but he's only going to be able to do that by playing in games and it hasn't helped him I don't think not playing at all since I think that was his last game wasn't it It was yeah. Leicester in the league yeah. it was Burnley but Leicester so he hasn't played so I think I fully expected him to use him in, in, in this period and, um, I Moreno had played surprised. was it 13th yeah, straight yeah, yeah. like that. I was a little surprised that he hadn't used him sooner really I thought he might have used him at Stoke um, but yeah I mean Moreno will come back straight back in, won't he, for the, the Champions League game, but certainly over Christmas expect Robertson to play a handful of games. You would think so. I think he's West a, Brom at home.
1: Team even team problems aside, you, you can I don't mean this in a detrimental way to Andy Robertson, but you know, very much put this in of comments. You can get away with playing yeah, him yeah. at home to West Brom or at home to Swansea, for example. I think he's he's more than proved himself in in any team, you know, when he was a hold that he can play against Know, not being disrespectful, the sort of the so-called cannon fodder, the lower the lower half um, teams, and he can put in a good shift, and he can and he can and he can you know not not make any mistakes. So you know I think not in the big games yet, yeah, not in the big yeah. games, but certainly now he's okay for those sorts of games. And our
0: hope would be that your use of sort of inverted commas there is really essentially means till we can get him integrated and we can see what sort of player he properly can be in a red shirt mm-hmm. or in a. Bold citrus shirt or you know, whatever shirt we, <laughs> we see him in because because you know he's he's an international fullback. We paid ten million quid for him, and uh, I, I for one, think yeah, I think at some point this season there's going to be a beautiful Robertson Solanke axis, which might well uh, the FA Cup third round. You know, at some point those those, <laughs> too cr- too draw. Those, <laughs> those crosses he can put in, I think uh, will we'll find the recipient. That that they deserve. Plus, I think he'll also adapt and, and become much more, um, you know, much more in in line with what Klopp wants. But uh, I
1: don't I don't think there's any problem either though God. in Robertson being, you know, Liverpool's second choice left back. Yeah, no. I don't. You know, I know people want to see more of him, and I think people certainly at the start of the season when he when he was signed, assume that he would certainly be at the very least challenging Moreno And I think there's a there's a there's an obvious hierarchy there now. But you know. I think teams we're in this area now. Where I think teams spend ten million pound on a, on a left back just so yeah. he can he can come in for fifteen twenty games a season. That's totally. ultimately what we might what we are be looking at.
2: Definitely the same same all over the pitch now. I think you you don't make a big deal out of Alex Oxlade Chamberlain being another option in midfield at thirty five million because Man City, Chelsea, even Arsenal do it now. They they sign players and they're just options, aren't they? And and. Andy Robertson might decide after a season, you know what, this isn't for me. I want to play every game. But if he doesn't, he's a steady, decent, decent option that Liverpool have, and they can play in those games against not being disrespectful, but really being disrespectful. Cadman father, yeah. as you call them. But he's so only th- one injury to Moreno he, yeah, uh, away
0: yeah. from a, an extended run yeah, in yeah, the Manchester. side.
2: Yeah, but you know, yeah, he's an international fullback, albeit for Scotland. <laughs> three of us <laughs> could get the Scotland's team, couldn't we? So
0: I really couldn't. No,
2: but no. not. maybe, but when you're. Have you, you got know, a Scottish yeah. Granddad now? <laughs> <Well, laughs>
0: Ulster Scots, perhaps, who knows? <laughs> but um, we should talk about the goals, I think, on Saturday, because they're. they're- a couple of them were real sort of aesthetic pleasures weren't they sometimes there's goals where you just think that's beautiful yeah. I mean the second goal was particularly fine wasn't it lightning break away um, some people Liverpool scoring from a corner as you say Christian is more beautiful than anything because we've become so sort of inclined to think uh, who was it in the Brighton side said so that oh um the lad who's on loan from Chelsea, um, Izzy Brown, said we, we hadn't even thought that Liverpool could score from a corner <laughs> against us, which is fantastic for me. I mean, I spoke in the pod last week about how Brighton might be a threat from set-pieces, so um, the fact that we you know, got one on them, that was great, albeit they won their, their penalty from from a corner, which was needlessly given away, and then the, the slightest... I mean, if that's, a, if that's a penalty for us, before we get back to Argos, that's a penalty, Joe... Martin Skirtle gave about 450 away. <laughs> it is Liverpool. He gave five career. away game, didn't he? Yeah.
2: It, it, was, it was unbelievable, wasn't it? I don't really know what the referee saw there. Do I, I don't really. He's, he probably sees Henderson puts his hand doesn't he on his back but, but he doesn't goodness do like, yeah, pushing push, up does he yeah. you know and, and yeah I don't think anyone the only thing I was surprised about is Liverpool hardly they hardly mm. protested it I, was, I thought they'd all be in his face saying what the hell it's are you bit, doing it's a, in a
1: way I mean you don't want to nitpick too much it's a bit disappointing yeah. that isn't it you yeah. want you want your players there to be going to the referee what well, what the hell have you just done that for yeah. what's yeah. that all about 3-0 or not you still, you still wanted them to be aggrieved by the fact that they've been given a way back into the game. And to be honest, and I was, I, I was listening to the
0: game on the radio on on, uh, on BBC Radio Merseyside actually, and uh, um, I was in the car and uh, at three, they'd just gone three 0 hadn't they? And I was like, yes, game over, you can relax now, sort of thing. And, and I just three penalty three at the other end was just not what we needed, not, not the, the way things have gone for this team. And you don't need them to be. Um, Put under any undue stress because we've seen that they can sometimes mentally be a bit fragile. But uh, uh, listen, our goals. Um, what was your favourite, Joe? I mean, my
2: favourite's actually the free kick. I just love. I, I yeah. loved when he did it at West Ham, and I just. What Klopp said afterwards, the balls on him for doing it. You know, it's just.
0: I was it, surprised they allowed balls on much yeah, of the yeah, day. By the way, were you? We're going to allow it on the blood <laughs> podcast <laughs> yeah,
2: are, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no. I, I thought. Yeah, I was surprised they allowed it, but yeah, I thought it was, brilliant, it was just. It's just genius, isn't it? You don't you don't see it happen that often. So it's just it's like something you expect out of a computer game, isn't it? The way he rolls it in.
0: I'm hoping um, there had to be a BBC editorial meeting to decide if there if balls was going to be allowed on match of the day,
1: Christian. Your favourite? I mean the second was an absolute gem. I really third. like I like the third. Third, I just, yeah. yeah. I think because it was so decisive in the in the Liverpool of Mignolet makes the really good save and then most impressive is the way Firmino wins that first ball, yeah. that's that back sort of towards the halfway line. And he wins it with his. The one who gets the header. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah. the one who wins the header, isn't he? And, and then, lovely night right? and then, and then, six seconds later, he's he's converting it. What I also liked about that is, I mean, I think I said it in the in the pod last week about um, you know Salah and is there anyone over the Messi? You know, you can touch him at the moment he just looked like Lionel Messi running through in the in the way that the defenders were they were running scared they yeah. were, they were backtracking and going I don't know what to do I don't know what to do and before they can even try and put a foot in he's laid it off to Firmino in in miles of space and it's sort a of crack and finish as well the free kick as well was fantastic but I really liked the first just because I felt it was so decisive and it's a goal a good football team scores you know it's it, it that is that's the sort of goal that you can point to. I'd say that's, that, that's a good football team With good players isn't it yeah. Fair play to
2: Firmino as well Because he wanted that goal didn't he? Yeah. he bombed up alongside him And the finish was good so We see Firmino miss chances I think sometimes like that And it was a good finish Powerful finish um, I was really impressed Yeah it was a great goal as well
0: Yeah I haven't seen a decent angle On the 5th on the to know that, uh, I mean, while I think the keeper would have saved it either way, whether it was going in and whether Coutinho might have an argument, no, I um, think it was an own goal. W- was it definitely Lewis, Dun- yeah? Lewis Dunk will probably
1: disagree because that's his third own goal this season.
0: He's done two against Liverpool, yeah, hasn't he? And yeah. in, in games against the uh, I think he scored four OGs against the top the top six he in played,
1: five games against yeah, the five. top <laughs> six, which is which is just he's obviously trying too hard. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But I mean, you know, it happens to good players at times. I think he's an okay, I think he's a decent player. And I mean, Kara scored a few OGs in his time. He's got yeah. in one game. Yes, yeah. 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 nice. yeah. uh, And even one from that. Final. One in the cup <laughs> final. Yeah, absolutely. Um, other things from the game, um, as we say, Lov- Lovren seemed to uh, actually flourish with having two almost been because essentially he Klopp's lineup was saying you are the leader at the back, Dejan, mm-hmm. and I think he seemed to do well in that. Um and um you know, that that's nice to see from someone who hasn't always had the best of times recently and he's he's put a couple of
1: decent performances together for me, Christian. I think he's been since the uh, the, the Tottenham meltdown, shall we call it. I think he's been fine. I think he's been I think he's been good in fact. I thought he was excellent against Stoke. I've got a little bit of um a little bit of you know, people weren't quite sure why I gave him an eight it's against Stoke and I gave him a team six but I just felt like he was a much more command and presence I thought he was really good against, in Sevilla I, I know was, we yeah, scored, yeah. we gave away three oh, then, but, but but it's, it, well the Sevilla game just—you know it was one of those weird ones where Liverpool can see the three but individually a lot yeah. of those that defenders had a good game it yeah, was just yeah. one of those strange strange games I think he's i think he's done really well the problem with, with Dejan Lovren is regrettably. You just never know when the next meltdown's yeah. coming, and it, if he could find that consistency that like he's shown in the past couple of games, he, he he'd be a genuine contender. You know, don't get me wrong; Liverpool still need a centre back, but you wouldn't. It all of a sudden, it'd be a case of well, is it Matipo, Glover, who's partnering Van Dijk, or whoever comes in in January, whenever. As it is, you just can't hang your hat on somebody because we've been here before and We've read this yep. script before, and you're just worried that it's it's around the corner with him
2: by and large, he always seems to respond well to setbacks yeah. He seems to put together then a run of six seven games where he looks solid, he looks commanding, he looks the player that Liverpool thought they were getting when they when they bought him we but
0: need then- We need the psychologist yeah. in to sort of Make him believe he listen you 've had the rock um, yeah. just we'll, we'll put that into your brain so that we don 't actually have to live through the game where he 's terrible yeah. and then just but we get the response to it, which yeah. is usually a decent response as yeah, you say
2: yeah and, and it's just it's a shame because i, I don 't think for me now you can 't persist with him because you know that there's a you know that there's one coming, and I think now you need to upgrade on him but, but yeah he's do, he's doing well recently so
0: but i mean where we are at the moment centre-back-wise is we need him to stay fit because <laughs> um, Matip, I mean Klopp suggesting the feeling that it might be a month is probably overly pessimistic, uh, Christian, but we know both he and Lovren actually have, 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 haven't always been able to stay fit. Um have fitting fit enough for the bench on Saturday, so hopefully the worst of his illness is behind him and we can expect to see him back for Wednesday maybe. And Joe Gomez, that's going to be interesting to see if um, if he's recovered from his illness enough. Um, I don't know whether it's going round the whole... I know four or five of the academy lads are at home with a bug. And I don't know whether it's going round the... Obviously, they're on different sites, but I don't know whether there's... Obviously, people move between the two of them at times and whether the, you know there's a thing going round generally. But, uh, yeah, we'll have to wait on Joe Gomez in terms of if we start to think about a line-up for... Well I'm gonna call the biggest game of the season on Wednesday, um Moscow for me.
1: It's it because of the way Liverpool saw it off right and I think it's easy to, to forget that Liverpool have only got one fit or one fit, one and a half, let's say Cloutham was a half, one and a half centre backs in that whole squad. That that's a concern when you think that as you say, the biggest game of the season is coming up against Spartak, and then automatically the biggest game of the season is coming up against Everton three days later. So but it, it's not a good time as as much as as well as Liverpool navigated that that little bump in the road in terms of we've only got Dejan Lovren. What do we do? Now is the time that you know it was, you can't play Channel Mine as centre back against. You wouldn't want to do that against the uh, Spartak or whatever So they need to get Clavan and they need to get Gomez. Face I don't know if you put them in a. I don't know, giving me nan's chicken soup that always seems to box, <laughs> box, box me off anyway. But it's it's they, they need to get Clavan fit, and then they need to get get Clavan, make sure Clavan's you know well for the Spartak game, make sure Gomez is well for the Everton game, and then at least you've got options again where you can change it round if needs be yeah
0: i mean with gomez joe at lee i mean uh, trent made one great block defensively mm-hmm. didn't he uh, on isquidero in in the on yeah, saturday's yeah, game was a super... um and you know he's played a fair few games in europe uh, as we start looking towards spartak on wednesday um it'd be no you wouldn't have any qualms about trent playing right back on if we go with the four at the back if if trent was at right back or Indeed, probably something that suits him even more if, if he did go through at the back, yeah, play no, a win back again.
2: Definitely. I, I'd almost personally go for Trent myself because I think I think Liverpool need to be offensive. I mean, they always are offensive as, as a, in their style of play, but I think they need to go out and treat this. They need to win it because um, you, know, you, you don't want to sort of play for a draw, do you? So I think offensively he fits in well. I think Liverpool will see a lot of the ball. So, yeah, I think I, I almost would go with him as another attacking tool. Because he, he gets forward so well. His, his end product's better than Gomez. Albeit Gomez has played very, very well recently. But if he's not quite there, especially if he's coming back from a bug and if that's laid him low, you don't want him to be sort of three quarters, do you? You need everyone to be on it. Because as you say, I definitely think this is the biggest game of the season so far. And not just because you obviously want them to get through the Champions League group, but it's because of the knock-on effect that that could have. If you think about any of the poor seasons in recent memory Liverpool have had, they always coincide with them going out their Champions League group. Think back to the Rogers, Benitez went the year before. 9-10, yeah. And then and then Julia's O two, O three. And it almost they almost have a hangover afterwards because it's it's such a confidence blow from going out. So I think it's vitally important and it will put such a positive spin on recent results if they can go through that group and if they go through top as well.
0: Might be a little boost, Christian, as we head towards January as well if you've got if you're in the last 16 of the Champions League. I'm not quite sure when the squad needs to be in for, uh, for all that, but if, you know, if players who are pondering where they might go see Liverpool there in the last 16 Champions League, I think Champions League restarts in February, doesn't it? So um, it'd be fantastic to see them there. I mean, I've said from the very start of the season, I thought they could make an impact in the Champions League just because of the type of team they are, in the sense that they genuinely can beat someone in 20 minutes. Liverpool, any team in the world, Liverpool can beat them genuinely. Real Madrid, Barcelona. Equally, both those teams can can beat Liverpool in 20 minutes because we know we're we're not as solid as we need to be. But in cup football, and I I think this team is built for cup football, Um, we've got the FA Cup draw tonight uh, later on. I may have a few... Scooby's on, on On Liverpool For a cup win, I think Because Just because I, I think No Klopp can make His changes For the FA Cup And we're still Going to be really strong It's
1: not going to be A team Exeter Or Plymouth Is it Exactly
0: not. And and I just think They can beat, they can really beat Anyone on their day and, uh, and I think They really
1: want And need to win Something this year And that's where The momentum comes from As well though Because yeah If Liverpool go out Okay so Liverpool go out The Champions League They'll be in the Europa League and that was a brilliant run, you know. That, that was almost like a. can guess you guessed. Know. have uttered the
0: e word. Oh, I don't, I don't <laughs> to,
1: but what I'm saying is that, like, Liverpool will not lose an opportunity or a trophy. In fact, that the, in a weird way, the chances of winning one might be increased because I think the Europa League will be easier to win than the Champions League, obviously. But at the same time, at what point did you know? Are Liverpool a Champions League team? Yeah. In terms of, they've got into the group stages once in the past six seven years. If they go out of this, the perception across Europe yeah, will will yeah. just be, oh, you know, they're there for a cup of coffee and then they're, they're gone again. You know, the, the likes of you think about, I don't know, Fiorentina, um, you know, those sorts of those sorts of teams who. Taught
2: them in their
1: early days. In their early days, yeah. they, they 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 show up once and then they sort of go out and and they didn't have any impact. Liverpool want to make an impact, and I think they did that with, you know, they did that with the win against Maribor. We were really close to doing that in Seville because that would have been a real impact win in terms of the rest of Europe. Would have this, this that, that was impressive. But get to the last 16, get a good draw. And when I say good, it means either get a big draw that will get Anfield rocking or get a good draw in the sense of Tass or Baal. Yeah. Although you know, Baal probably win because they always do. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean, a, a, an easier team. Um, and that's and that's when Liverpool will really start to, I think. You know, get that order around them again.
0: This is, yeah, this is why I see Wednesday Joe is so important because I wrote a piece about it a couple of weeks ago about when Klopp had made the changes against Chelsea, and I said it just tells you where his mind is. And his mind for me was that he can really see the Champions League somewhere. Liverpool can make a statement, this is what Christian was talking about in Europe, and to everybody out there about where they are as a club because you get we, we've got home game to beat Spartak Moscow, who were a better team than. Um, to top the group so you'll play a, a group runner up afterwards and I know there's a few tasty group runners up there but then you've got an Anfield game second as well in the last 16 and I think most of us would believe you know, we can do a job with Anfield playing at Anfield second and then you're in something called the quarter final of the, of, of the European Cup I mean, that's, I said in my piece even just writing it made me Made me think the quarterfinals of the European Cup. That's just, that's that's big time football. Yeah, it puts you on the map, doesn't it? As
2: Christian says, if if you're an outsider looking in and saying, do Liverpool mean business," and they get to, once they get to the quarterfinals or they get to the last sixteen, you know that they're up there, they're up there, and they're competing with the better teams. So yeah, de- definitely. Uh, and you think about it, you think if they get through the last sixteen and they get to the quarterfinals, we we know full well that anything can happen then. If you can navigate a quarter-final tie. Well, anything can happen because you can get good ties, or you can get Anfield Rocket in the best night. So, yeah, I think it's a massively important game. I think it's, it's momentum; it's important. If they can get through this, they then they've come through this period of busy games, having been on an excellent run in the Premier League, topping their, their Champions League group, and going through. And you look at Christmas and think there's a real chance there for, for, to make you know, to really make great gains in the Premier League because there's so many decent games. Arsenal away is the toughest one. And um and then the Derby, so yeah, no, I, it's hugely exciting. And um I kinda hope that they get through and then draw a big team and yeah, I think toe to toe at Anfield.
1: I think if you're Goretzka, for example, you know, he's he's available to talk to other clubs in January. And if Liverpool as as we're led to believe, do you know that they are do want to be part of the conversation when it comes to Goretzka and who wouldn't because he's obviously mm-hmm. a player who's getting a lot of traction at the moment. I mean, it's going to be a much easier conversation if you go. We're in the last sixteen of the European Cup, and we're either a got to play Paris Saint Germain, you know, Neymar, Cavani, and yeah. and or Mbappé coming to <clears> Anfield, or Liverpool will play Besiktas, and you got more than a faint chance of getting into the last days. That's going to be a, a much easier sell than saying uh, Liverpool are in Europa League and they and they've got to play. FC Ding dong, you know, it's it's
2: <sighs> not, not F C Ding dong <laughs> yes, <I'm sorry. laughs> of Kazakhstan.
1: Um no that's 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 the disparage of the Europa League, but to some of the teams in that in that um, yeah. Um so it's one of those where it just has not quite an effect to everything and I agree with you. I think it's hard because you know, you say Liverpool need to win a trophy and say, right, well okay, the Premier League if Man City didn't exist. They'd be, they'd be having a good little tilt at that, mm. but ultimately, Man City are just—Man City this season. There's nothing you can do about that. I was annoyed about the AFL Cup because I thought they threw that away when that was a yeah. real chance for a trophy. But you know, that's the, the way that's happened. That's happened, and I think the way the draw would have conspired they would have had Man City in the next round at home. Yeah. So it's one. You know, that that could have easily been. So then you're down to two. It's 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 hard. It's a real and this cup draw. I mean, people might be listening to this and Liverpool have, have drawn. You know, FC ding dong the second or whatever. Yeah. No, no, you know, a non league side at home or, or whatever. Or they might get Manchester United, Manchester City away. But either way, you're sort of at the lap of the gods there and, yeah. the, and the, the ball pluckers. So ultimately, what's the, you know, the Champions League in a weird way is, is almost their best chance of a trophy because, and that, that might sound stupid come Thursday morning after a 2 1 defeat to Sparta at Spartak Moscow, but at the moment it feels like. The Champions League is what really could see Liverpool thrive, yeah. and and they've got to go into this Spartak Moscow game believing that because if they can get through into the last sixteen, anything is possible.
2: And once they get through, oh, sorry, once they get through, if they get so through, we're all touching yeah, words so, here. Yeah, If they get through the last sixteen, then the pressure then comes off. I think it's on now in the group stage because they're expected to go through. As soon as they get through to the last sixteen, if they get through to the last sixteen, the pressure comes off them, doesn't it? Then you sort of go, go and enjoy yourselves. And see how far you can get.
0: They become for me the most dang- well yeah, yeah. the most dangerous sort of um what do you say, sort of like fluttering in the draw, do yeah. you know do like what I Mo- mean? Like this-
1: Monaco last season, this- yeah. they got to the semis, you know, just yeah. good attack on football, players that the rest of Europe might know about. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the you know, they, they had the statement winning uh, I think it was in Dortmund, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. And that that's yeah, I think I
0: actually was- think some of the type of defending that Liverpool are rubbish at Often isn't yeah, required man. in the Champions League Do you know what I mean? I actually don't think I think Liverpool aren't great When balls are played into their box For instance and stuff like that You don't get that a lot in the no. Champions League For me I know they've conceded goals in the Champions League You know Three in Sevilla for instance though. Sevilla I take is a, almost like A result in complete isolation from everything mm-hmm. else Because you had a unique set of circumstances there um, I'd almost argue in well, the second half that game Sevilla almost played like
2: Away, away from home at a tough sort of uh, mid-table Premier League side. It was the the atmosphere was intense and the, their style of play was intense. It wasn't really a slower European style of play that we're used to. It, it was it was different. It didn't feel the same. That sort yeah, of yeah.
0: Thing. And I, I, I still, you know, we'll have to wait and see how Wednesday goes. And no knowing Liverpool, none of us would be surprised no, no, no. if at some point, I don't know. If if Moscow take an early lead with some ridiculous shot from thirty five yards that goes in, in the junction of bar and crossbar that three keepers can't save, um, obviously Carrius will be back in won't he? Um, I, but you still I still can't, don't see I struggle to see a scenario where Liverpool can't score against that Moscow backline who who don't look the best.
1: They the, the should have scored. Five or six in Moscow. Uh, you know, let's not forget. And yet, it was a bit of a um, a side they had a bit of an injury crisis, Spartak in Moscow. But the, the, they carved them open time and time again. I think Sturridge got a hat trick on his yeah. own, coming off the bench. They will give up chances that they're, they're dangerous. That, you know, Promes didn't play to did the in that in the uh, yeah. home leg. And he, he he was
0: he didn't play on the weekend in their one nil. I think they won one nil. Um, he didn't play as far as I'm aware. That was a, he was the ins- only one missing so entirely, I just, arre- arrested. Yeah. I think so they'll want to they'll want him to have the chance to show sort of what he can do at Anfield Luis
1: Adriano is not a bad player he can yeah. score goals they, they, they've got some tidy players and let's face it they beat they, they beat, um, beat severe 5-1 so there are obviously no no mugs in that sense but I mean they also drew 1-1 with Maribor at home yeah. and, and, and that's where you've got to say well how's that happen because Maribor for me were the worst team Liverpool have ever played in the Champions League so it's not if, sure. if, 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 I can't I, I can't believe Liverpool have got to this situation already when you think about the fact that they should have beaten Sevilla home and away and they should have beaten Moscow. You, Liverpool could seriously be looking at a situation here where they've won five out of five. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable. They, they they should be on fifteen points out of fifteen. And if they were to conspire to throw it all away now it, it would just be an absolute hammer blow to, to Liverpool's season and, and and the the feeling around the club. But as you say I just can't see how after what happened in Moscow I don't see how they can keep Liverpool out for 90 minutes Yeah, Joe you'll be confident on the night yeah
2: yeah you know the, you've always got that sort of I remember 2015 Basel came to Anfield and it was just it just didn't feel right they, they, they needed to win to go through yeah. there and, and it was a strange one that night so you always have that in the, in the back of your mind but yeah I just think the way this Liverpool side are playing and Moscow need points, don't they? So they've got to come out. They've got to come out. Yeah, yeah they've got have to win. They've got to come and have a go at Liverpool. So it's not as if they can sit in and frustrate. They're going to have to have a little go, and you know, good luck to anyone who goes toe to toe with Liverpool because we know what damage they can do. So it should be an interesting one. But I am fairly confident that Liverpool will go through.
0: There's no doubt in my mind that fitness alone that this is a game where we will see the top three as the top three at, the, at that end of the yeah. pitch it will be you know he's been mixing and matching them a bit Coutinho back obviously in the, the front three on Saturday but Mane Salah Firmino Firmino's been tremendous hasn't he uh, obviously Coutinho I think Doyle described him as rating as utterly utterly brilliant and when Ian Doyle says that I <laughs> <that was laughs> <so well>, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah so um yeah, I I think it's the first choice lineup at the top end, isn't it? And, it? and
1: hopefully they can get the job done early. I, I was about to say I think that that's going to be. You don't want to put the cart before the horse here, but I think it's got to be in the back of Liverpool's mind that if they can get this game sewn up within the, the opening half an hour, get a couple of players off after. I mean, you know, going three 0 up in the Champions League game, what could go wrong? <laughs> um, but but get it sewn up early on, just so you can drop that intensity. It's not even about necessarily bringing players yeah, off. Just yeah. drop the intensity. Don't be don't be busting a gut to try and you know, ensure qualification with five minutes to go. If if that's possible, and I think he probably has got in his mind already that I reckon it's got to be a very similar team, Moscow to, to Everton, personally. There's the extra day as well, don't mm. forget. I mean you know, the Wednesday nights of the Sunday is manageable and then that's when you rest players for the West Brom game. So I think what we'll see is a hey, the strongest sets line up possible. Hopefully it gets done within the opening hour. Couple of players come off, the intensity drops, and then the same again against Everton.
0: Yeah, so let's go through our lineup. We'll have carries and goal as likely. Moreno back at left back, yeah. 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 Right back if he's if he's fit, Gomez. Or do we go do you think if he's been ill, like, let's just go with Trent?
1: I'd go with Trent just because I'd go with Gomez in the Derby actually. That's yeah, the one just change I made. Just because just of the height and the, the way Aladheis will play. I so, think you need Gomez's height.
0: So well I think Trent's played five times in Europe this season already. So we'll go with Trent at right back.
2: Clavan will come back in Clavan and Loveran at centre back. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Coutinho will drop into midfield alongside Henderson and one other. Who do we think? Chan? I think, well, Wijnaldum Wijnaldum. I think Europe, he might play yeah. Wijnaldum again and
2: at home as well Wijnaldum tends to be the sort of player that knits everything together mm. doesn't he because yeah. Chan's a bit more of a, a destroyer yeah. so
1: Coutinho, Henderson Wijnaldum I, think yeah. I, I, think, I might be wrong here but I don't, I, mean, I don't think he would have covered as much distance as he usually does Not in that sense of back roles yeah, don't normally do it's yeah. more about being in the right place mm. than covering huge distances and the front three
0: Salah yeah. Firmino Mane mm. Yeah, so I don't think that wins the game, doesn't it, that team?
2: That's a lock, isn't it, in terms of you front three, definitely. Has then, to win um, the game. Yeah, if that doesn't win the game, then what will?
0: Brilliant. Um, just trying to think, is there any other issues? Oh, we should probably mention there was a little issue of the Bryan game with Hewton not being overly happy about Klopp's celebration. But Christian, you wrote a little piece on it today, which I thought nailed it, absolutely. You know, we 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 want to keep our... You know, we don't want a load of automatons on the sideline we need one of the great things about Klopp as he wears his emotions there and uh, you know as you rightly said it's more respectful to show how pleased you are to be scoring goals against Brighton than to assume that that's just what you should be uh, doing
1: why, why would you shrug off a goal against Brighton as you know that, that team selection in itself and the fact that he played the free at the back and that shows you that he, he, he paid absolute respect to Brighton so if that comes off and you you know bear in mind he could only play one centre back he's 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 absolutely over the moon that that game's gone with such such little incidents in the, in the sense that okay there was that little wobble of you know to give away the penalty and then you know Brighton push for the second but in general he's got to be absolutely delighted with that and you know they I I just think it's 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 the latest thing isn't it people don't have a problem when Conte the, the no. people don't have a problem when Mourinho does it or it's it's just. What can you say about Liverpool? Oh, you know the the, the tearing teams up at the moment, but yeah, we'll we'll just have a little pop of clock. It's just it's not it's not a personal thing, with Liverpool. It's just keeping people talking. You saw it sort of with the whole Guardiola the Redmond thing at midweek as well. It's yeah, just yeah. it's just whatever people fancy talking about. They talk about. it'll it'll be forgotten in, in, a, in a week's time. Mm. Yeah,
2: yeah. There's nothing wrong with it for me. I don't. I don't. And I don't think any of the celebrations are not disrespectful, are they? It's just a bit of punching in the air and and bit of emotion it's not like he goes on touchline runs and all that you know he, I, I think it's a bit uh, Chris, Chris Hewton I'm sure if Brighton had scored a last minute winner to, to beat Liverpool I'm pretty sure he'd have embarked on a bit of a run so no, I, I, I don't know yeah, again I think yeah it's just a talking point isn't it it's just something they can chat about
1: after the game it feels so, a bit of filler on match yeah, the day it's yeah. Just,
0: yeah and Chris Hewton yeah. I think I think everyone's been impressed with the job he's done down there and I don't yeah. think he's manager that you can dislike in any way. No, I think he's been
1: putting words in his mouth in a weird way. I don't, yeah. I don't think he's actually he hasn't actually come out and said this was the problem. I think people just also sort of saw the brief handshake and and you know maybe he's, he's he's told a few people and that's got out into the into the general you know Twitter sphere or whatever. I, I don't you know it's 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 one of those things. He, he wouldn't be he wouldn't have been as bothered if he got a two two draw, but when you've just been beaten five one, it's a bit harder to stomach, yeah. As I said, for, from Liverpool's perspective, long may that continue.
0: Yeah well, that wraps up the weekend's action other than to say there were a couple of other games. I was at the under-18s who uh, came from a goal down to beat Sunderland 3-2 and that puts them into the quarterfinals of the Premier League Cup. One of those odd competitions where there's group games and then it goes... Knockout afterwards, and uh, I like the Champions League. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, but, <laughs> really, <helpful. laughs> in terms of domestic <laughs> know, domestic cup competitions, they are weird, I find. And uh, welcome, yeah. Should do want to mention Adam Lewis, uh, who obviously uh, Stephen Gerrard's been a very um, sort of talked up a lot in the last couple of weeks. Came off the bench at time changed the game from left back, uh, scored two goals, and you know really. Um, Stevie said recently he didn't expect to hang on to him for much longer and you can really see a move to Melwood They don't have a left
1: back do they? 23's really, they've got Juanma at the moment the sort of
0: Yeah Juanma, I mean Corey Whelan sometimes fills mm, in there who's obviously a centre back, (laughs) Corey plays right across the back. Feels like Adam is the
1: next, he's the the obvious sort of step You can certainly see him
0: stepping to 23's and I I wouldn't be surprised to see him start doing some training sessions at, at Melwood regularly in the new year, he's doing really well It was interesting that Klopp came to watch the under eighteens on Wednesday against Manchester City, even though the twenty threes were playing at the same time and uh, you wonder who he came to watch and I wouldn't have surprised me if it was if Adam Lewis was one of those he wanted to have a look at and uh, it's interesting I spoke to Steve Jarrett after the game he was saying he didn't even know Klopp was there until half time. So uh it was he you know he chuffed that he'd come to watch his side. Um they're back in action in terms of the under nineteens UAF youth league action uh half past twelve Printon Park on Wednesday if you're in Liverpool for the um for the Moscow game later on that night. And the 23s played at Chester yesterday, lost four with three. Um Tom Kavir went over to that one for us. Bit sloppy performance I have to say I thought it was and uh um Quivine, Kelly and goal sort of let a really bad one in and uh Stoke were a good team and uh again um, it just wasn't it wasn't a fantastic performance, but uh, Danny Young's got another goal, and uh, he'll be pleased with that. And uh, yeah, it's not it wasn't catastrophic. It's a, it was in a Premier League Cup group stage game, so they've got three more of those left. So hopefully they can uh, can improve on that outing. Uh, but that's all your Liverpool teams covered uh, for this weekend. Hopefully next time we speak, probably on Thursday or Friday. Thursday, I would think, after Champions League. Um, we'll look back, hopefully, touching wood here on Liverpool marching in to the last 16 of the Champions League. Enjoy the game on Wednesday night. Cheerio.
2: Ook bewust bezig zijn met je mobiel? Dat kan al voor 11 euro per maand met mijn sim Only. Nu met 100 minuten of sms'jes en 2500 MB 4G-internet. Kijk op ben.nl. Oh,